Africa, home to the most unique people in the world. A place that connects us through our customs, traditions, and even belief itself. Join Mukundi Mudao in Tribal Pursuit, a series that ventures deep into Africa to discover the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. Join the conversation every Wednesday at 10 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Trouble Pursuit and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. Top of the morning, 6 minutes past 10 and it's Wednesday the 16th of November 2022. Time is flying man, time is flying, where's the time gone, where's the year gone? In a few weeks we'll be celebrating Christmas, in a few weeks we'll be celebrating New Year and before you know it it's 2023 and bye bye 2022. But before then, we still have Tribal Pursuit with your friend Mugundi, so do sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Because I'm taking you to Zimbabwe today, we're going to be talking to our good friends, the Lemba. Yeah, by the way, I'm just going to say, this thing of Lemba, as a vendor person, it's very hard for me to commit to the word Lemba. I'll tell you why, I'm glad you asked. Because we roll our tongues when you speak. And the word Lemba is also there in Chivenda, however, it's Remba. Vareemba, Muremba, Remba. So... I've really had to train myself to say Lemba instead of Remba. So if I do slip up and I say Remba instead of Lemba, well, <laughs> potato, potato, right? Anyway, I have Craig in the studio pressing all the big red buttons. Gave me a thumbs up. Not a man of many words. I'm going to tell you what happened in Africa. I'm going to give you an African proverb. And I'm going to talk to Mr. Chatra Cohen. He is the mem- He's the leader of the Lemba Jewish community. Yes. I said that right I think I did And of course I'm going to tell you some news around Africa And I have some beautiful music All from Africa Because we don't do anything else here in Tribal Pursuit If you want to enjoy the If you enjoy the music And you want to tell me that you're enjoying the music Or you just want to say hi to your dear friend Mugundi Mudao Feel free to do so 34519 is the SMS line 061-895-1019 is the telegram line On air at highfm.com is how you email me And at highfm is how you tweet me with your Twitter fingers So all parties observed. Nobody has an excuse to not get in touch with me, interact with me, and let's have a great show, right? This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9, hi FM, this is Tribal Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. Top of the morning, time is 16 minutes past 10, I hope you're enjoying your Wednesday morning, you got your coffee, you got your good vibes going, and we're about to have a good time. I, however, do not have my coffee. Why? I decided to be healthy, you know, been playing basketball three days in a row now, I can feel my blood getting cleaner, my body getting cleaner. I woke up this morning, I said, you know what Mukundi, you're drinking water, and that is exactly what I have. Splash! Water. Drink water, it's good for you, your skin, and your whole body. Anyway, time to forget that you're Jewish for a minute, and let me tell you what's happening in Africa. We have a lot of great stories, a lot of weird stories, and the first one that I wanted to talk to was a feel-good story, or rather media. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, right? <laughs> anyway, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever crushes the box office on release. Crushes, you know what that means? They made money. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the sequel to the Afrofuturistic Marvel film that bombed in 2018, has largely dominated the North American box office in its first weekend in theaters, according to figures Sunday from trade firm Exhibitor Relations. With an estimated $180 million in receipts between Friday and Sunday in the United States and Canada, the Marvel film ranks as the 13th highest grossing film in history, according to Box Office Mojo. Ha! <sighs> 
Internationally, the film took another 150 million. That is a crazy fact when you think about the fact that 13th highest grossing film in history, Marvel has probably five spots on that list, the top 10 alone. I know that the top two is them. Or is it still Avatar? I know Avatar is not the highest grossing. That's Endgame. What I'm saying is, this is really good because a lot of people in this film are actually African. You know, we have our South African people as well, so they're representing as well. That's pretty cool. I like that. But the question is, all this money that the film made, $180 million, do you, do you think it's because people just love the film that much and they want to go watch it and they want to go have fun? Or is it because ticket prices are ridiculously expensive and adjusting for inflation, this probably wouldn't rank the top 10 as well? Think about it. Back in the day, you could get a, I'm going to use rands now. I remember when I was 10 years old, when I watched a film, I'd probably buy a ticket with 50 rands or something. Today, you need 50, <laughs> what are you going to get for 50 rands? Can't even get popcorn for that, right? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's the question. Are these films making money because a lot of people are watching them or are tickets just ridiculously expensive and theaters will do what they can to make their money? Do let me know. 34519 is the SMS line. 0618951019 is the telegram line. Excuse me. And if you want to email me on air at highfm.com and at highfm is how you tweet me. We account for everybody here at highfm. So that was Black Panther. I found that pretty cool. And I just wanted to let you know that we got a lot of great African actors that are actually coming up in the world and breaking into Hollywood. We all saw it in 2016 when we saw Dr. John Kani and we said, oh, John Kani is in Hollywood. And now it seems every third movie there's a South African or an African actor or actress in it. And I love to see it. We all do. Everybody's winning. Everybody's doing what they got to do. Moving on to Nigeria. Police in Nigeria have... Okay, this, this is this is crazy. Police in Nigeria say suspected Biafran separatists have shot dead the traditional ruler of Obodi Agwa in Ogutu, local government area of Imo State. You know, every week there's a word or there are words that get me and they just tackle my tongue. Clearly, the Nigerians don't like me. But the article does say Nigerian monarch shot, shot dead inside his palace. That got my attention because, first of all, before before even reading this, I said, how did that even happen? How did they get in his palace? If this person is a monarch, then they have private security galore, right? Guns in every corner, security at every door. How did this happen? It smells like an inside job. But let us find out before Mukundi gives his opinion. The state, the state police public relations officer, Mike Abatamsi, there's a word I can say, confirmed the incident local media, local media reports. The gunman visited the palace in Oguta under the guise of reporting an emergency situation before opening fire. It was not immediately clear why the monarch, Eze Ignatius Asso, I said that in the first attempt, kudos to me, Egne Ignatius Asso was targeted in the attack on Monday. The Nigerian authorities said the gunmen also attacked the office of a community vigilance group as they fled, killing at least one person and stealing three motorbikes. The, the secessionist group, who, English, it, indigenous people of Biafra, which people blame for the killing, has not yet commented. The group is campaigning for a breakaway state of Biafra in the southeast of the country. That is really interesting. Because this person, the monarch, who we can clearly see was a big deal, was assassinated in his home. How does that happen? You gotta raise the right questions. What happened? Who did it? If the, if the group saying, if the militia group Ignatius, the secessionist, S-E-C-E-S-S-I-O-N-I-S-T. Somebody please say that for me because clearly I can't. 
they say that they haven't commented anything they say they haven't done anything and you you go to ask then who did it how did this man get killed in his own home with security and how does that even happen but anyway that's not for me to decide that's for you to ponder and for me to tell you moving on ukraine war uh-huh ukraine war in africa why because zambia demands answers for the death of student what zambia has demanded answers about the death of a student who was fighting for russia in ukraine how why was the Zambian student fighting for Russia in Ukraine? So we got Zambia, we got Russia, we got Ukraine. Let's go, let's go continue the story. Lusaka has, has asked Moscow to urgently provide information on the circumstances surrounding Lemekansi Nyirenda's death. Ooh, said that in first attempt. I'm so proud of myself. The 23-year-old, a student at the Moscow Engineering Physics Institute, had been serving nine years in jail for a drug offense. His family has, un- has unanswered questions and wants to identify the body in Russia. Mr. Nyirenda, Mr. Nyirenda died in September, but Russia has only just informed Zambia's government. Now, I would assume this is because he was a prisoner in Russia. So they said, hey man, we run, cause we know Russia is running out of men in Ukraine and that is why they actually started the draft right and they drafting people that's why we see a lot more Russian men fleeing the country so where's the one place that they are certain they're gonna get people and men that are probably willing to do anything prison and that is probably what happened that's my own assumption they probably told this kid hey man look you come fight for us when we're done with Ukraine you go home to your parents in Zambia and he as a 23 year old all he heard was home parents and he said okay that's my assumption which is pretty weird pretty messed up if you ask me because why are you asking this kid who has no ties to your country besides the fact that he broke a law there cool i understand that part but i don't think that was that was fair on him that was fair on the kid i I don't think that was fair on the kid i don't think that's fair on the parents and i do hope his parents get his body and it's sad that they only found out three months after two months wow time flies september was two months ago two months after he passed away anyway that's the news for the day that is what's happening in africa we got black panther making millions we got nigerians killing oh that sounds wrong we got nigerian rebels killing people Mm -hmm. gotta be specific and we have a dead kid in ukraine whose parents just want his body that is the story that i had to tell you 101.9 high fm this is travel pursuit and i'm your dear friend mukuni mudao top of the morning time is 10 29 in a few minutes we will be talking to a friend of the show mr tatra cohen from the limba jewish heritage and if you have any questions for him do send them through 34519 is sms 0618951019 is telegram on air at highfm.com is how you email me and i will say i've only received one email nobody emails people prefer text and sms and telegram nobody emails Huh, I wonder why. Anyway, and the last group, the Twitter fingers, at HiFM is how you send through your questions. Let's interact with each other. Let's have fun with this interview and let's get it going. Do not go anywhere. We're going to have a friend of the show in a couple minutes. We'll be back. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao. Venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. Well, that was a lie. I said in a few minutes, but clearly it was happening in a minute. 101.9 High FM, this is Trouble Pursuit. I'm your dear friend, Mukuni Mudao. We have a friend of the show today, Mr. Tetra Cohen from the Lemba Jewish Heritage. Mr. Cohen, Mamkase. Tamuka, Mamkase. I was about to learn the other one in Chivenda. In Chivenda. Let's try it. Let's try it. I want to see this. I want to <laughs> see this. This I want to see. I'll go first, since I'm experienced. Ndimacheroon. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. 
<laughs> oh, I made it. Thank well you. said, well said, perfectly said. <laughs> well, your vendor's a lot better than my Sean, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got me a little pompous there. Yeah, no. But anyway, you're from the Lemba tribe. Could you please just tell me who the Lemba are? We've had a member of the Lemba before, but could you just give us a history and your experience with the Lemba if you could? Okay, thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, very good morning to our listeners. Um, I'm from the Lemba. And um, in short, the history of the Lemba or who the Lemba are, it's something that can take a very long time explaining, looking at a lot has happened, uh, considering the time. Uh, it's a history over centuries, which um, we could go back to. But in short, the Lemba... Uh, from uh, the tribe of the house of Israel, uh, which is a levy from the third born son, uh, levy of Jacob, who later was named Israel. And from the tribe of Levi, the Lemba come from uh, the Kohanim um, priest or the clan of the Kohanim. In other words, they are sons of the biblical Aaron. And um, I think... Uh, that's much of uh, their history and their identity. Uh, but today they are found here in uh, Southern Africa because like um, what happened to many tribes of the House of Israel, they sojourned, they left the Holy Land, and they went into the diaspora. So the Lemba today are found, especially in Zimbabwe, South Africa, Zambia, and Malawi, and some individual uh, groups who went to uh, many other countries. But as a tribe, they are today found among the Bantu-speaking of uh, the black people. Some they call them the black Jews of Africa. The black Jews of Africa. But I found out recently that not all of the Lemba people are Jews. Why is that? Well, it uh, now depends with uh, what would you call Jewish uh, if you go back to the history of the Lemba, most of the Lemba may not really call themselves uh, Jewish. They uh, call themselves uh, Hebrew because that's what they know most. Uh, looking at the time they left the Holy Land and to this day, uh, the Jewish people by then used to identify themselves as the Hebrew. If you uh, go back in the history, especially in the, uh, the Exodus stories, we find that the Jewish people uh, were not yet called Jewish, but they were now um, addressed as um, or known to be the Hebrews. There are stories about the Hebrews in the book of uh, Exodus mainly. Mm. Because I asked that question because growing up in Limpopo, especially in in parts of Venda, there are people that, like I, like I said earlier in the show, that are that are known as Baremba, the Remba people, and those those people don't even know they're Jewish, but their their customs and what they do would seem like Judaism. Do you have you ever experienced that with other people as well? Oh yes, that is um, very true. Um, it um, you see the Lemba been away from uh, the rest of the Jewish people, and um, because of that, they know that they are Israel. But in terms of them being connected to the rest house of Israel, they have not been connected for a long time. So you find, uh, especially in uh, the area you have mentioned in uh, Venderland, there are lots of uh, Lemba there who may not really call themselves uh, Jewish, 
but their lifestyle, their praxis, their traditions and customs all points out that they are Israel. And apart from that, um, there is a group from Nova, uh, the British DNA ancestry group, who went and uh, they did DNA. Of course, the Lemba didn't need the DNA, but uh, mm. the people who did the DNA on the Lemba, they were trying to prove if their ancestry, their Jewish ancestry is credible, and they found that it is credible. So I think the issue of uh, the Lemba, some of them not... Um, particularly in the areas of uh, uh, even Malawi and some in Zambia. They are, this is a time when they are getting restored. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, some of the Lemba may not really associate or uh, identify themselves as Jewish, even if they are Jewish. It's mm-hmm. because they've been uh, segregated and they've been away from the rest of the House of Israel for a long time. Mm. So they could be... Christian or Muslim or any other religion, but their practices, they still follow Lemba practices. Is that what you're saying? Yes, absolutely. Because you find amongst the Lemba today, there are some who are in um, Islam, some who are in uh, Christianity. At once, even myself and a number of other Lemba, we came to uh, discover really who we were uh, through Christianity. And um, that has really helped a lot in um, building the relationship um, with the Messiah or the long-awaited Messiah of Israel because mm-hmm. we came to know. I don't think I would have become a believer had I not experienced uh, Christianity in my early life. Really? Could you please tell me why that is? Uh, it's because um, uh, today, as um, you know probably, uh, the Judaism or Israel as a nation is known to be away from the Messiah. Or the many people tell me that ah, Jews are the ones who reject Jesus, and they expect me also not to be believing in Jesus. But I always tell them that look, if we Jews had not believed in Jesus, even today we would not have the Scripture or the Bible as it is today. It is a result that there were Jews who believed in Jesus. And they went on writing about him and about all the events that took place. So had I not experienced Christianity, I'm sure the same with my other Lemba brothers out there, I would have not known about the Messiah of Israel, Hmm. who is Yeshua. Well, and then that's from there, that's when you decided to start the Lemba Jewish Heritage to find more Lemba people. And actually, was this an initiative to educate people about it or to just bring your community together? Uh, it is mainly to educate people about their identity as well as also to, because if the Lemba people do not return to the house of Israel, same with uh, the, the better Jews of Ethiopia, uh, the Beit Manash of India, and many other tribes of Israel who are not really fully connected to the house of Israel as today. Mm. If that does not happen, the same with the Lemba, it shows that the house of Israel is incomplete. So there is need for the Lemba to embrace who they are and to accept who they are. Some There are some people whom I've met, especially among the Lemba, who feel, you know, this stigma of being Jewish. They feel like they are becoming again segregated, mm-hmm. of which is something that we should be proud of and embrace our identity. And the more we do this, we are actually helping the House of Israel. And when the House of Israel is restored with its tribes, as it was before, it is the best thing for the rest of the world because we will begin to function in our own given, our God-given uh, mandate as the house of Israel. 
So I think that it is very important. And the initiative, like you mentioned earlier, of uh, the Lemba Jewish Heritage, it is um, more like an educational wing to help the Lemba embrace who they are and begin to function as they are supposed to be in the eyes of God. I see. I see. And with this, with this initiative, have you, well, I know that you've traveled a lot and you've been all over, but has it been successful in bringing people together? Cause I heard you mention the Zemba people in Malawi and I always thought it was just in the, in Zimbabwe and parts of Limpopo. But now you're saying there's some in Malawi and everywhere. Has, have you been successful in bringing them together? Oh. Thank you for that. I will give you a recent example of my work. Um, in 2017, I went to Zambia and um, I, um, I've had rumors, especially from my grandpa and many other people among the Lemba way back in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. And um, they had told me that when you're in Zambia, you need to find these people and you should help them. And I started um, a ministry to help the Lemba. So uh, surprisingly at first, when I started looking for the Lemba in Zambia, I had no clue of where to find the first Lemba. And I think after about three to four months of intense searching of the Lemba, uh, the reason why I was doing this, I understood the certain portion in the scripture from the book of Jeremiah, the prophet who said, um, Adonai or the Lord God of Israel would send even uh, hunters who would look for his people and i was doing this in the spirit of a hunter to try by all means to find them and eventually when i found them i um the the earlier conversations were difficult because i tell them you are jewish people i'm here because you need to be restored and there's no time they laughed at me they said we can't be jewish we know we are lemba we are remba you know lemba and remba is one and the same thing just depends with you know like you people the vendor you may pronounce it in uh words i was just i was just saying earlier that we say remba and i've always <laughs> i've always struggled with oh, that yes. because i hear everybody else saying lemba 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 and i'm walking i say yes. remba and everybody looks at me weird <laughs> oh no 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 even remba is correct actually among the shona they say remba yeah but um it's uh, the l and r i know if you're coming from southern africa you would understand that certain uh tribes may never pronounce l certain tribes also may never like the ndebele would prefer lemba than remba but it's they are referring to the same thing mm. so when i told them that um you are jewish and so forth their history you know a lot of elderly people i remember this uh elderly um uh elderly lemba person he was almost in tears and he he asked me that young man how come you know so much i said no it's because of the passion which i had and i've invested a lot in it to try and help my people get restored mm. so they said okay we understand we are jewish and so forth so what is required of us so um that was 2017 there, if you go to the same place, these Lemba people are connected, they are integrating, some of them, they are saying the Shema, they are, they are saying the Jewish prayers, the ancient prayers of the House of Israel, they know liturgy, they know a number of things which are very important. Some of them have even uh, uh, observed the feasts which are given to the House of Israel by uh-huh. the Lord. So you find that this process may look gradual, but to us who are involved, it's really something, and uh, those small strides we are making every day, they are making a huge impact on the ground, and it's actually helping. And, you know, of course, uh, 
We may be trying to help here, but I think for me, the focus should be on this generation. Of course, our elderly and so forth, they may not really get so restored. That's, but for that's the younger generation. That's actually what I was about to say. That's actually what I was yes. about to say and ask you because I'll make an example with the Nigerian Jewish community. I used to call them the yes. Igbo Jewish community, but I was told I know Igbo Jewish. we prefer Nigerian Jewish community. What I saw was that the older generation, they kind of stuck in their ways. So it's more the youth that's making an impact. Very true. Yes. So for them, we understand it's going to take a whole lot for them to be restored. But for their mm. children, I tell you, the, 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 the difference or the restoration process is happening so enormous. And it's, it's actually mind blowing that to see how all this is happening within a short time. It's really beautiful to see. And who's teaching them all, all, all about Judaism? Are they learning themselves? Are you working with other organizations? Or are you doing everything yourself like a good leader? <laughs> oh, I'm just a drop in the ocean. You find a lot. Um, maybe for me, what, uh, uh, makes a distinction from the rest is just the passion I have for my people. But apart from that, I'm just a drop within the bigger ocean. There are lots of organizations which are involved among the Lemba. Uh, there's, uh, Jewish Voice Ministries, though they are more in humanitarian, mm. which has been very helpful among the Lemba. Mm. And, um, there's also, um, uh, uh, Vatami Ministry, which has started uh, Shuvu and Uri, the education arms among uh, the Lemba people and uh, among the rest of the people, especially in Africa, to try and help. And um, Vatami of all the organization is also something doing something very uh, unique in the sense that it is bridging the gap between the church and Judaism. So in that context, it's easier for a Lemba who was once believing in Islam, who was not even a believer. There is some village in Zimbabwe, you find a lot of Lemba who don't believe, whether in, in Islamic or in Judaism or in Christianity. They are more like atheists, but they are Lemba and they, they are very uh, observant Lemba. So there are many other organizations, but I think the most who are really directly involved with the Lemba work are these two, which I've mentioned now. Wow. I just want to, when you said your passion for your people, I just want to give you kudos because you said you traveled for, what, four months looking for these people, trying to find a single Lemba person? Yes, I've done that several times, yes. Wow. Let me tell you, four weeks is all it would have taken me to go home. <laughs> I'd have said, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'd have said, you know what? It's fine. I can't find anybody. But that is really awesome that you managed to fight through it and find all these people. Isn't it challenging to get resources to these people? And sometimes it might be a language barrier because it seems you had to go to actual small places and rural, rural areas to find these people. Wasn't it a challenge getting resources to them or having to communicate with them? It is. It is a, a big challenge, I think. But, um, you know, when um, the Lord is in... Oh, we seem to have lost our friend of the show. Okay. That is not a problem. Fear not. 101.9, High FM. This is Trouble Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend, Mukundi Mudao. Wow. We are talking to Mr. Tetra Cohen. He is um, the leader of the Lemba Jewish Heritage, and we are 
Learning a lot. You have any questions for our friend? Send them through. Do not worry. Mukundi got you. I will ask them for you. 34519 is how you SMS me. 0618951019 is how you telegram me. On air at highfm.com is how you email me. At highfm is how you tweet me. You have no excuse to not send a question. That's four means of communication. But we will be back with our friend of the show straight after this. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. I mean, you heard him say Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, right? Do I need to tell you again? Okay, it's 101.9, high FM. Time is 10.49, and I do apologize. You know, gremlins in the studio, but I do think we have our friend of the show back on. Mr. Koen, are you back on? I'm right here. Thank you. You're right here. Okay. I don't know if you remember what you were saying, but you could continue. Sorry about that. Thank you so much. So I was saying that um, uh, some things may really appear difficult like this in my... I'll tell you th- two things for, for me. Um, I was a very good uh, pastor, I think, in Assemblies of God in a Pentecostal church for some time. But um, it came as a shock to my leaders when I told them that I needed to resign because I feel the urgency of um, uh, Adonai's call, of, of the Lord's call upon my life. And uh, this is directing me to uh, lead my Jewish people and to help them get restored. They didn't. I remember one other pastor even telling me, I hope he's listening today, <laughs> but um, he even told me that um, you can't go to Judaism. This is uh, Satanism. And I understood that he just didn't know. And he was speaking from a misinformed uh, perspective. So I didn't take it as an issue. But I went ahead with what the Lord was telling me. And eventually, I I started uh, doing ministry among my Jewish people. And that has been very sometimes difficult, but I just love it because of the passion I have for my people. So uh, back to your question, whether this is difficult and the challenges we face when we're doing ministry, especially in some of those remote areas, we try to do this in obedience to the Lord. But um, another thing which you also mentioned uh, like bringing materials to the people. I would like to mention like here in um, Zimbabwe, I'm also involved in working with a very uh, good organization. It's more like a humanitarian organization called um, uh, Higher Life Foundation. Higher Life Foundation is an amazing organization. It has been helping us, uh, the Lemba, a lot, especially uh, in issues of uh, materials, of course, our Jewish brothers, our rabbis, like Avata Me Ministry, they create a lot of materials which are needed for the Lemba. Mm. And the High Life Foundation is always there for the Lemba people, especially in Zimbabwe, making sure that these material get to the Lemba people as they are needed. So in as much as it is difficult, it is also doable because... You know, I like my other rabbi who says, uh, I may be poor, but uh, my father is a rich father. (laughs) True, true. And it's beautiful when you see everybody getting involved in the whole community and all these organizations actually playing a role and and bettering everybody. So Thank you so much. It is. So there's something you said earlier. You brought it up. I actually wanted to ask you about it because it's kind of become a recurring theme here on Tribal Pursuit. You said that you, talk, you talked about the DNA test to prove the Lemba's Jewry and all of that, and it was proved that they were indeed Jewish. But with that comes a bit of conflict. I believe you know what I'm talking about with the fact that how, while the fa- Lemba tribe follows the father's line, the, the 
Orthodox Judaism and everybody else follows the mother's line. How has that been in terms of trying to find balance and ground for people and the community? Oh, that's really is a wonderful question. I I was going to be happy if it was asked privately, but since we're already here, oh, oh I, I sorry, think, <laughs> I think you are good at you are good at asking difficult questions. <laughs> oh, thank you, but thank, thank you. you. We have this on Let recording. Let me respond to it right it. away. Yes, so um, I will take you back to history. When the Lemba left the Holy Land, all what was practiced in the Holy Land was um, Temple Judaism. And now Temple Judaism is um, the most purest of all Judaism, which is today. There are a lot of forms of, uh, or there are many forms rather, of um, Judaism out there. Okay. So you find this, um, uh, I think most people relate with uh, Reform Judaism, but it's conservative, it's orthodox, ultra-orthodox. There's a lot of uh, Judaism walks out there. But uh, let me stick to Temple Judaism. So when the Lemba left the Holy Land, that was immediately after the Babylonian return. So um, when they left, it was Temple Judaism. <clears throat> so during all this time, even when you look at how the book of Matthew was written, it was based on the principles of father to son, even the, the genealogy, the history of, of uh, the Messiah was given in the book of Matthew. Uh, as the father to son thing. Why? Because this was the biblical way and the godly way of tracing one's identity from father to son. So today, because uh, rabbinics is based on opinions, of course we need rabbinics because it always leads us back to the Torah and they try to fence the Torah by so many uh, reasons. So we know that um, when the Messiah returns, of course, by the way, the Lemba are in exile today. They are more like uh, we are considered those in the Galut. We are in exile, or, or rather you may say in a, in a, in the modern day language, you would say the Lemba in diaspora. So even the Messiah himself, he is in diaspora. This is why he even said these words, never shall you see me Israel until you say Baruch Hashem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of Adonai. So today Israel is waiting for the Messiah to show up and the same way the Messiah is going to show up is the same way even the Lamb shall show up. Now, coming back to the issue of identity, of course, the DNA, what I don't usually talk about DNA to me, it's a petty thing. But what is happening to the Lamb, it's a spiritual thing in the sense that they have to remain rejected for a certain time. But I think slowly, like what the Apostle Paul is, was talking about from the book of Romans chapter 11, that this blindness which has happened to Israel, for them not being able to see their Messiah, I think is the same thing that is happening with also the Lemba, looking at them that they're coming from the, uh, the, the, the Kohanim, the priestly uh, clan of the tribe of Levi. So the same thing I think is happening with the Lemba. So it doesn't bother any Lemba that the Israeli government has not at this point recognize them as, you know, they are saying you need to convert and so forth. And by conversion, they mean you need to renounce the Messiah and go through. I don't think this, if they are my Lemba brothers hearing this, you, if you have known the Messiah, there's absolutely no need for you to renounce the Messiah for the sake of being accepted by other Jewish uh, brothers. At the end of it all, when the Messiah shows, we Mr. are told in Mr. the Bible Cohen, Mr. Cohen, Mr. Cohen, Oh, yes, I, could, 
I could hear you talk about, I could listen to you talk about this all day, and I'm pretty sure my friends sitting at home could do the same. <laughs> However, <Yes. laughs> we, yeah. we are unfortunately out of time, but I did enjoy this conversation. I would like to have you back on the show to continue it, because you sound like a man who has more to say. <laughs> I do. I have a lot to say on my subject. <laughs> of course, of course. As a friend of the show, I'll definitely make sure we get you back. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us this morning. Thank you so much. I appreciate for you having me today. Thank you. That was Mr. Tatra Cohen, the leader of the Limba Jewish Heritage, which is the Limba community. What a conversation. I enjoyed it. I loved it. And I'd like to keep, I'd like to keep talking, which is why I will make sure that we keep talking to our friend and I'll get him back just for you. The things I do for you. Let's do this again in seven short days because unfortunately it is time for me to leave you. Do not go anywhere. Yolandi Becker is coming through with Bump and Beyond talking to you about babies and everything else in between. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your day.